This is episode number 31 with Jerry Richardson and Judy Littlefield. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your host, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. This is your co-host, Dave Brown. Uh, really excited to have you on today's show. Look, we know we've been a little quiet the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, we run a business here. We run a couple of businesses. We're entrepreneurs and uh, just been very busy and haven't been able to get an episode up for you guys. So uh, we apologize. Uh, but we've also been working hard at getting some new guests on the show, uh, some guests that are coming up over the next couple of weeks that I think you're definitely going to enjoy. Uh, we have uh, the three foot giant uh, coming on the show. He is an inspirational speaker. Uh, best-selling author, has sold millions of books worldwide. His name is Sean Stevenson. And we also have uh, Daniel Alaric um, on the show, who is the founder and CEO of Grunt Style, which is a Army-themed clothing company. Um, he's got a really amazing story, him and his wife, and we're going to have them on the show here in a couple weeks as well. So be sure to stay tuned uh, for that. All right, now that we got a little housekeeping out of the way, we can get back to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a Chad Littlefield. Chad was as patriotic as anyone could be. He had a deep gratitude for being an American and a passion for supporting all those who serve. Together with his close friend, Chris Kyle, also known as the American Sniper, Chad volunteered his time to help veterans transition from combat to civilian life. Tragically, it was this selflessness that led to both their deaths when Chad and Chris were killed by one of the veterans uh, they were helping. If you've read the book, American Sniper, you've watched the movie, uh, you know this story and you know how this unfortunately ends. Uh, but while this country lost two great Americans that day, their legacy lives on in those who love them. And today's guests uh, are Chad's brother, Jerry Richardson, and his mom, Judy Littlefield. Today, they carry Chad's mission with them, doing their own part to ensure his name is not forgotten and that his work continues. Now, without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Jerry Richardson and Judy Littlefield. Hi, and welcome to American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. Five years ago this month, two great Americans were taken from this world. Chris Kyle and Chad Littlefield were doing something they were so passionate about when their lives were so tragically ended. In the years since, both the families of these men have gone on to become inspirational beacons of hope for people who are looking for their own path in triumphing over tragedy, as well as reigniting patriotism throughout this whole country. Today, we are very honored to be sitting here with two people who love Chad Littlefield very much his brother, Jerry Richardson, and his mother, Judy Little. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very Thank much. You. So we are talking to you from your from Judy's home in Texas. Right. Right. So, and I see behind you pictures of Chad and, and all the decorations. Um, some people find comfort in, in that and other people, maybe it's a little harder for them to display those things as as reminders. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful collection of what you have behind them. And it tells a story. These are all things, the, the flags that have been flown in his honor and uh, coins that have been given to us. And 
Um, so we just displayed everything that's been given to us, um, you know, in Chad's honor. That's really sweet. Are you able to remember who goes with what coin? This is a personal question for me. I struggle with this sometimes. And I feel bad about it. Huh. I, I can. Um, you, can. you know, I'll show you each one of those coins and tell you who gave them to because each one of them was uh, so, um, they had so much compassion when they yeah. presented this. And um, we're just honored, you know, when somebody thinks enough of us to uh, present us with one of their coins. So, I mean, Chad seemed like somebody who lived out loud, but yet still very quietly in terms of a widely known persona. And now that he's gone, it, more people know him, maybe. Um, is it easier for you when people that you don't know necessarily come up to you and ask about him? Or is it comforting when they come up to you and, and ask about him? Yes, it is. And especially if if it's not family or someone that lives nearby that that he is known uh in places that he never even visited uh and people are remembering him and honoring him yeah it's a, it's a great healing thing um it gives us an avenue avenue to to get to talk about it you know? yeah about, oh there comes a little bills and we're gonna hear about this again but um you know some people want to know and um you know, ask us about him and, and it's it's healing for us to to get to talk about him. Chad Chad was a simple man and he didn't he very rarely left Texas unless it was going to Oklahoma to see relatives or whatnot. Yeah. And so it's inspiring for me and I and I know it, 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 it does it heals our heart when we get an email or somewhere from across the pond over in England that said, hey, you know, our prayers are with you. You know, we're, we're, Chad will never be forgotten. And it just kind of puts a, a smile on our face thinking, wow. Because if Chad were here, he would be totally like, God, man, I don't even know these people. Why are they talking about me? You know, <laughs> he was very, he was always outside looking in. You were always in, more important in, than he was. What you had to say was much more important than what he had to say. And, you know, if you ask him, oh, I'm just a glorified this or that, you know, but he would always put you on a pedestal. And, um, you know, but then he had a servant's heart, too. Um, you know, if there was a, a, an accident on the highway, Tad was the first one to stop and, and render aid. If there was a fire, he was the first one knocking on doors and trying to to get people out. And um, that's just the way he was. I told him one time, I said, you ought to become a, a first responder. He said, Mom, you don't have to wear a uniform to serve. And I said, well, that's exactly right. And that's exactly yeah. what he was You know, we, we talk about that often here at American Snippets. Obviously, we lean heavily towards military stories. This is the community that, that we know and that we exist in. But we also always, always work hard to make it a point that um, it's not in a, an exclusive avenue to giving back and to serving. And it's not even a higher calling necessarily than other avenues people use to be of value to society and give back to their community and their country. And for um, someone actually to take such a vested interest in the military and their veterans and their well-being and then take that interest beyond that 
into action, which is something else we also talk about. You know, don't just be inspired, be exceptional, do something about it. Um, What what do you know what drove him in particular to be so driven to help veterans and to go so far as to give so much of himself to do something? Art. He also had a background in, um, uh, he worked for a mobility company at one time, you know, um, wheelchairs, electric wheelchairs and things like that. And then when he met Chris, um, of course, he liked to be buff, you know, and uh, he and Chris would go work out. And of course, Chris had the company Fitco, um, uh, you know, that they would put uh, equipment up for vets uh, to work out on. Okay. And um uh, that that being in Chad's background, um, he just wanted to to serve where he could, and and he would come by my house and he would say, "Have you done anything for a veteran today?" You know, go do You know, so and I don't know where that came from. We were a patriotic family, but not to that extent, you know. But um, that's uh, what we are trying to do is carry on his. Um, a desire to reach out and to um, do what Chad would do, pass it forward. Yeah, you know, exactly. it, it's not necessarily what can you do for me, right? What can I do for you? And whatever you want to, and there have been people that tried to reimburse him or pay him or whatever he liked, pass it forward. And so that's that's way he was. He was a very giving person. So, what I find of particular note here with your family is that not only are you carrying on his memory as his brother and as as his parents, but you're carrying on his work. And especially in the light of what the consequences for him and for you all were of him being so selfless with his time, rather than let what, let this tragedy turn you around and spin you away from giving back because it just led to nothing but pain for you all. You didn't allow that to become a reason for you to withdraw and, you know, just say the heck with everybody. You're on your own. We gave enough, but you sort of stepped it up a little and took it even a little further and are now creating an even bigger impact when you don't have to. You know, you're just, I, I hope you know the strength that shows and the resolution, the character that shows, you know, for someone to, to just, level up when something happens instead of crawling, you know, under that rock and, and just give up on society because that took so much from you. So. Well, uh, and we were asked early on, uh, you know, Chris and Chad were, were killed helping a veteran. Right. They, uh, people have said, how can you reach out to veterans? That's who killed your son. And you can't lump um, everybody in, into one thing. Yeah. And, uh, the family, we decided early on that we were not going to get bitter, that uh, angry, revenge, all of that is just like somebody drinking poison and expecting, you know, someone else to die. And we weren't going to get into that root of bitterness. And we were going to get better over this, which is what Chad would have wanted. He would not have wanted us to uh, sink back and quit living uh just because he was gone. And I think his spirit has moved us on to go on and do, um, you know, what he was all about. Um, well, you know. and, and we were, we've been told, and it, and it makes a lot of sense, 
there's two deaths that someone goes through. Yeah. The first death is when their soul leaves earth and goes to heaven or wherever, you know, but, <laughs> you know, going yeah. to heaven. The second death is when people forget him. When people forget what they sounded yeah. like, what they, what they looked like, what, what their favorite things were. What we are getting to do is to continue his legacy with him, what him and Chris were doing, which helps us to remember, reminisce. And then when strangers come up and go, I, I, I know who Chad was. And what, you know, it's just like, wow. You know, so yeah. at this point in our life, we're going to continue with what Chad was doing and we will continue to keep his life and memory going for as long as we can because that's how, how we heal, you know? And so that's, that's good. So you, um, you are on the board of an organization that helps do exactly that is carry that work forward. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Operation Valor? I am on the board for Operation Valor. And we are 100% volunteer. No money, any money that comes in, we give it to organizations. Um, we, uh, of course, my last name is, is Richardson. But at the same time, I take care of my, my mom and dad and Chad's last name, Littlefield. So I'm on that board to make sure that if anything or everything that is done is done correctly. Mm-hmm. And that, because Chad used to always say, Mom, I will never ruin our name. And that was big for him. His name was all he was, was everything he had. And so as Big Brother, it's my job to make sure that with our organization, with whoever we're betting, whatever organization we're giving money to, that it's done right and that Chad's name is not tarnished. So, and we're, we're pretty successful. Last year, the year before last week, we were little and we grew. This last year, we had a bigger event. Um, of course, you know, when you get bigger, it costs more. And yes. with other tragedies that were going on with Hurricane Harvey and other people that were donating money, you know, granted, our goal didn't reach where we wanted to. But we didn't go in the red and we gave out to some veteran groups and, and that we were vetting. And so we're just hoping to keep it going. And because that's what Chad would have done, you know, and I, and I always tell mom this because I always think about my brother and, and mom. They used to sing this funny song as kids. And it, it is so true with what we're doing with the organization. And it kind of goes, we ain't got a barrel of money. Maybe we're ragged and funny. But we'll travel along singing a song side by side. Dad used to always sing that with mom. And that was hard because dad couldn't carry it too. <laughs> but the concept was, mom, we don't have to have a lot of money as long as we are happy and we're given to others. And we're family. And that's kind of what I get to do with being on Operation Valor. So what are some of the organizations that you have helped? To- well. We, we, it's, it's all network. I mean, there's so many networks that are coming together. Yeah. You know, if there's, if there's any veterans that are contemplating suicide, you know, we got resources. We call someone, say, Hey, we got a soldier. Hey, can we get some help? 
had a guy that called me from uh, Miami and or in the Florida area and needed someone in Miami. Well, we're in Texas. I don't know anybody in Florida. So I made some phone calls. We made connections and we got that soldier some help um, with other organizations that, that Operation Enduring Warriors, who we vetted this last year, that groups that help wounded soldiers overcome and kind of get back in the saddle, per se. And they do things like uh, Spartan Race, where they do some right. uh, obstacle racing, mm-hmm. which is very impressive because if these guys that are missing a limb that are doing everything and I'm just overweight and old, it inspires me. <laughs> I can pick up that sandbag. I don't have any excuses. And, and it's very inspiring to see how these groups are, are doing. Um, we have some other groups that we, uh, we vetted last year and we're, we are, we're looking at, I think four more groups this year. And if you go to Operation Valor, uh, on our Facebook page, you'll see the upcoming events that, that so it's going to be pretty good this year. So I'm pretty excited to see how it's going to pan out. It's a secret, the event? You can't tell us what the event is? Well, we do have our dinner. We <laughs> okay. always have a dinner every year. Okay. Uh, last year, we had like 210 people show up and, and it was, it was, food was okay. I mean, it was, I like, <laughs> but I like, I, I like barbecue. You know, that's how I like yeah, to roll yeah, yeah. here. You know, with the tablecloths and all that stuff, it was nice. And we're looking to, to to do it again, and maybe even get bigger. But because, like I said, every money that we can make, we can give That's more right. money to our veterans that are that need to grow. No, no one draws a salary. Every right. day after expenses mm-hmm. has been paid goes to veterans organizations um, through Operation Valor. Can you think of anyone? Well, I know that there have been dozens, right? But can you think of any one moment that stands out in your minds since you lost Chad that was maybe so insurmountable? You weren't sure how to overcome it, but obviously you did. And then can you share with us what it was that helped you overcome that moment? Well, Early on, and I guess still today, if I was down, Don was up, or vice versa, and we uh, were able to help each other. But there was one day when I didn't want to live anymore. I couldn't handle the pain. Don was down. Um, He didn't help me. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I did not know. And we are a family of strong faith. Chad was too. and. you know, I cried that day, and, and I guess I was really suicidal. I, I wanted to be with Chad. Yeah. And there came a knock on the door, and it was the police chaplain here uh, where we live. And, and he said, I just wanted to come by and, and encourage y'all and maybe pray with you. Wow. Oh, boy, that, you wow. know, that's so encouraging. Oh, that, my gosh. That yeah. Somebody cared. Well, God sent something. We called it. We said, wow. you're our He said, well, I'm an angel with a gun because I'm a peace officer, too. You know? <laughs> so we called him our warring angel. But, uh, you know, wow. it, it's at times like that that we know we're not alone. Um, now that's you know? amazing. Oh, you know, when was, you think it about was. it, the timing of, of all that. 
I'm so glad I asked that question because that answer just gave me a little bit of the chills. (laughs) And and there's another side of the story that mom loves roses. So Chad bought mom a yellow rose bush. I bought mom a red rose bush. Well, Chad used to always come over and say, my world is a pile of whatever. I mean, he would just be fretting because he was just having a bad day. And he'd say, how's my rose bush look, mom? Well, there's not any roses. Well, that's part of how my life is because, you know, nothing was blooming. But mm-hmm. mom would always call in sometimes and say, hey, Chad, you got a rose. Hey, you know what, mom? Ironically, you know, life is great. Hey, we got, we got a raise. I got right? a raise. Wow. So we have always put our, not really, I mean, it, it's God giving us our little signs. And when there's bad times going on in our lives, Mom and dad always go out and look at that rose bush to see if it's blooming. And there's been one point in time that yellow rose bush was not blooming for what, almost a year, two years? Well, after he died, there were no roses for a year. And I thought, well, the bush died with him, you know. And yellow roses for me and Chad always meant I'm sorry. Because if he made me mad, he'd show up on my doorstep with a yellow rose. (laughs) So he bought her a whole bush. Yeah. He came home, or with, after he passed away, and the rose bush wasn't blooming. You know, like mom said that mom and dad were down and depressed, and he had the chaplain that was an answered prayer. And one day she just thought it was Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, and come on. I just happened to go out, and there was a yellow bud. On that rose bush, you know, and I know Chad sent me that yellow rose for Mother's Day, you know, uh, and and when I I maybe get one yellow rose a year, and I know something spectacular is going to happen, something really great because it always does, you know. Wow, that's Chad. You know, dare I ask about the red rose bush? How's that doing? Mom says that <laughs> it's always good. So I guess my life, I have no complaints, you know, but sometimes I always ask you, you sure that's my rose bush? I'll, I'll say, look what I got today. How's your life going? Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. So Judy, I know that you have been working and contemplating for a while now on, on another project uh, to share Chad's story and maybe serve as a bit of a, a release for you as well. Do you want to? Do you want to share a little on, on what you've been working on? Well, I have been working on. Uh, it's not a completed project yet, right. and um, it was difficult uh, to work on because it brought back uh, memories and yes. uh, times that were really painful. But there again, we decided we were going to walk through this journey and not try to walk around it. So from that aspect of it, it was um, um, a healing uh, thing. And um, so what's the project? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I was waiting for drum roll. <laughs> So, um, so it's a book. You're you're working on on laying out a, a book to share Chad's story and and his message and the message that he lived and the message that you all are continuing to live. Well, and and it's surprising to me that even five years after, people still don't know that Chris Kyle did not die alone. 
that, uh, you know, Chad was with him. So um, I want to keep Chad's memory alive and and let people know that uh, there were two heroes that died that day, Um, you know, and that's another reason that I'm I'm working on the book. And, and a lot of people don't don't know that Chad wasn't in, in the military. They all think he was a Navy SEAL, too. And I'm like, no, he was not in the military. All he right. was just patriot. I'm going to plead guilty to that when I first heard the story as well. Uh, when, you know, it wasn't so long um, ago for me, you know, my I, I gauge everything like before I was a widow and after I was <laughs> after I became a widow, you know. So for me, that was about halfway through my journey. but. Um, clearly this struck a big chord in me. Uh, and I most closely at first, you know, most closely related to Taya's side of it, because this is also the life, the life that I live. And so I focus, it's a, it's interesting how the mind works. I focus solely on that. That's, that's what I knew. So it took a little while for me to step back. It, it struck me so deeply as well, because it brought up my own, you know, my own, um, history my own tragedy as well so it took me a little while to step back from that and what it brought it to be able to look at the whole picture and only then did i uh, really pay attention and get to know a little bit more about chad as well and i think it struck me even more when i realized that he had not been in the military because to me that is extra special when somebody steps forward to serve and acknowledge and and even does so in such a way that not designed to draw attention to themselves, but simply whole wholeheartedly because they want to and they care so much. When those people have come into my life, it it strikes you more. So that's, and that's what, what hit me. He, yeah. He, yeah, he he was. It was shocking to me when I found out he was friends with him because he calls me on the phone. Says, "Are you watching the news?" And I go, "Yes." And he, cause I'm the older brother. It's kind of like he's bugging me when he calls me, you know, <laughs> he, what channel are you watching? I go channel four. And he goes, are you watching the, the American sniper one? I go, yeah, he's a bad to the bone, dude. He's, he's, he is the ultimate legend, whatever. Yeah. He goes, that's my best friend, Chris. <laughs> and I go, shut up. And he goes, no, I'm serious. I said, there's no way, Chad. He's got special <laughs> secret, special ops, man. You're just simple Chad. And he goes, well, our daughters played soccer together and we go on vacations together. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And that was our first encounter when, when I, cause all the time I'd heard Chris this and Chris that, yeah. I thought he was talking about one of his high school buddies he's running with. I had no idea he was rubbing elbows with Chris Kyle. Right. And that was kind of, and it even opened his eyes, you know, cause there's a, a little story that, Chris and them went to, had to go visit a, a wounded warrior. Chad tells me this story. And he says, we had to go visit this soldier. And Chris stops at Walmart. And I asked him, why aren't we stopping at Walmart? And Chris goes, well, I'm going to get my book and autograph it. And I'm going to give it to this soldier. Well, Chad goes, there, your book ain't at Walmart. And he goes, well, it should be. It's, in, you know, New York's number one bestseller or whatever. They go in and there's an end cap, American Sniper. And Chad looks at all the books and goes, Oh my God, you're Chris Kyle. <laughs> or the Chris Kyle. And so Ed and him always had a little joke. We were best friends before the book. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, and that kind of hit him as starstruck at that point in time that they were friends before the book. And, but, you know, given to these soldiers, 
that has always been a passion, even before they were friends. You know, yeah. he loved giving to people that give us something that a lot of people take for granted in this life living in America. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, and, and, you know, I think that also tells a lot about Chris's nature too, that someone he's so close to didn't even stop to consider that he was in his own right, a celebrity really, a, you know, civilian and military celebrity. And um, that he sounds like he was so down to earth and, and, and just, yeah, just a real think, person, you know, that just, so that's actually kind of a cool story too, that just. And you don't have to wear it. Nature. Yes. That's what he said. Chad, yeah. Chad would always throw us a, a koozie with the emblem of the organization. He goes, support your veterans. You know, he throw it <laughs> at mom. You know, everything is, all, so a lot of these military signs, they're kind of look scary and demonic, you know, as Baptists, you know, it's like, ooh. And Chad was always, no, support your veterans, you know, so. Yeah, it's kind of funny how those two guys were together, but it makes sense now. Yeah. Well, people have told us, you know, before that um, Chris was the American sniper, but Chris admired who Chad was because Chad uh, had transitioned, you know, Chad had a job, he had community, he had uh, the brotherhood in the community, uh, and that's what Chris was seeking. He was trying to transition back into civilian life and right. he had just uh fit like a glove. They really did, you know, and helping each other and serving and doing. Well, I thank, I thank you both for taking the time to, to be with us today and for carrying on Chad's work. It means, you know, when you're struggling a little sometimes in life, this is why I love what we're doing at American snippets so much because, uh, you know, there's, power and proximity, right? Who you surround yourself with and and who you invest in and grow. And it's led me to meet people like you and especially a story that's so similarly parallels mine with such a sudden, instant, painful tragedy and finding a way past it. So I look to you all um, often and Taya too. I really admire her and and look up to her and love the fact that I get to to know her uh, a, a bit, you know, even just a little bit. So seeing your half of the story um, brings it home for, for me too. And I thank you for being somebody that I can look up to, to carry on in my own path. And I'm excited to get to share your story here on American Snippets. Thank you so much. Thank you, Barbara. And I can't wait to read your book. So I know you were saying before, I don't know when it's going to come out. I get that. I know. And it takes a long time to go from a manuscript to a book to bookshelf. And and I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to, be, you, I need to know right away because I'm going to be first there in line to go pick that up and promote it. I'm super excited about it. I said, what if there's no interest in it? He said, you're a crazy lady for saying that. <laughs> relatives that would want to read the book. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and joking aside, even, even, if, and that really is the absolute worst that happens, right? which is still even the worst. It's a good thing. It's a piece of your family history. It's a piece of your legacy. Uh, it's something that you will always have and, exactly. and will help keep it all alive. So it's such a worthwhile project. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. So if they want, if people want to get to know even a little bit more about Chad and keep up on what you're doing, you do have that Facebook page that you're pretty oh. actively involved on and you post updates yeah. and you're very personable on it. Like you'll, 
actually respond to people and get right. in touch. This is not a social media manager. People are messaging. This is you all. Yeah. And that's Chad. That's Chad's Facebook page on yeah. uh, administration. That. That's Chad Littlefield's Facebook page. Yeah. And yes, very responsive back. Yeah. So I would encourage anybody who has a comment or a question or uh, maybe just wants to reach out and support them to go to that page and check them out and, uh, and just send, send a little love that way too. Thank you you all so much again for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of American Snippets. Really appreciate you being here. Also wanted to personally thank Jerry Richardson and Judy Littlefield for taking the time to sit down with us. If you want to connect and follow the Littlefield family and everything they're doing, you can. the best way to do that is on Facebook. So facebook.com forward slash Littlefield family. We also have a full featured piece on the Littlefields and Chad over at our website, americansnippets.com forward slash 031. Read the article, watch the full interview. We'll have some additional links there and resources as well. Uh, again, you know what? Tag us on social media too, uh, using the hashtag at American Snippets. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Let the Littlefields know that you're thinking of them and that you have them in your heart. Uh, let's show them some support and some love. All right. So again, uh, appreciate you being here. Look forward to seeing you again next week. This is American Snippets and we are living, defending and promoting the American dream. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next time.